0: CavBL Radio is back. It is <clears throat> Tuesday about 11 a.m. I'm going to be going through a little preseason prediction pod coming at you. I typically don't do it when I'm competing, but the schedule lined up and we had kind of a lull. So trying to get everybody back into this. Um, with that said, I'm going to do it a little differently. Normally I go right down the list but I actually did out the standings, so I'm going to go in order of my standings. Um, Just made it easier for me to put them in order. Um, There's been a lot of movement this offseason with the Warriors tearing down. Some of the teams that were on the precipice of the playoffs, the Rockets, the Kings getting top picks. Then the Clippers losing Dolan, trading it big package for for Jack, and then losing Dolan is just really not good for them. I mean, they're still a playoff team because Maynard is just weak in general, but overall, you know, they went from a team that won 63 games, and I don't think they're anywhere near that at this point, so... A lot, lot to talk about, a lot to, to get into. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with Landros like normal. And my one seed, I actually have myself. Uh, I have a, says 64 wins and 18 losses. Um, a few things. I was able to stay under the hard cap, which is very big. I'm staying under the hard cap, I do have to play my three scrub guys. I have a nine-man rotation and then 3.72 contracts um last year after adding kj we went 47 and 16 in the regular season we were 10 and 9 added them went 47 16 made the conference finals only team to give hornets two losses now the reason i give myself the the bump over everyone else in the the conference is i was only six games out last year seven games out last year and that was 19 games without kj and then I upgraded from Brown to Jericho, and as good as Brown is, Jericho is just—I think he's still the best player in the game. Um, so with that, I—I I don't see without an injury how we don't end up as the one seed. Um, you know, Julianis and Falsy took took leaps. The—the the question is, how good is how good can my defense be? Julianis is our weakest defender. In our starting lineup, or Markle, but I don't really worry about point guards. But Julianas, Eclipse, KJ, Monera is a solid one through nine defensively. Falsi off the bench with some scoring. And then Veritas off the bench uh, with his 100 ORB and 68 rebounding with 7793 defense. So we're going to be able to move pieces around. Um... I'm kind of stuck with what my starting lineup is, just based on positions. But who knows? Maybe I'll, I can make a trade. Maybe I can move KJ for a power forward center. But with that said, I have us at 64, and I, you know, we're kind of where we are at this point. Um, I think we're one of the favorites to come out and win the whole thing. But again, we'll see how the lineup gels together. Uh, the two seed, I have the Nuggets. They won 62 games last year. I have them at 61 this year. Basically the same team. Um, You know, I don't see much of a difference for them. Boxman took a massive jump. Um, 105 assist, 82 steal. His defense is 6'8", 3'9". I was talking to Mike, the Kings Mike, and I said, if I could go back, I still take... Julianus over boxman but i never thought boxman would get this good his rebounding allows you to literally do anything you want with the rest of your lineup because he's just going to cover that so you don't have to worry about playing a weak small forward or a weak shooting guard like forte is 15 26 rebounding like it literally doesn't matter because of the rebounding boxman brings so it's going to be interesting what he does with this lineup um I don't know if Hoskins or Forte will start. He's also got Ferrer. He's got he's got six shooting guards rostered. So I don't know um, what he plans on doing. But Patton, 103.42 for three point. If he becomes what do you, what do you do? I mean, he averaged 21 last year. I assume he got like a massive bump. So he takes a jump. It's good. Their team's gonna be able to win a lot of games just based on Zion and Patton's scoring. Um and their sti- like Hoskin has 72 steel. It's just looking through this lineup, there's just a lot of turnover guys. Ferrer, 90 steel. Not that he would play Lennox, but 64 steel. There's just a lot of guys that are gonna create more possessions for for Patton and Zion and and uh Lamont Vincent, actually, to score. Um, 61 might be low. Maybe they're they're closer to the one seed. I don't know. I'm not, I try not to toot my own horn. I just really like my team. Um, so, yeah, Hornets 61. What's that? 61 and 21. Um, the three seed, I have the Champs, the Hornets, uh, at 58 wins which is a win over last year they basically returned the same team the the issue is I stated earlier they are hard capped and with them being hard capped I've had it before on my teams you just lose random games I had a you don't know early on how your team's gonna what your rotations actually gonna look like you can set up however you want and then the games gonna be like you know what that's not what I wanted to do I remember one time I had a lineup, And for whatever reason, I had a backup point guard who was just rostered because I had to play, I think it's 12. I had to play 12 and he ended up, for whatever reason, playing 14 minutes a game. I couldn't figure it out. He wasn't set to minutes. And after like Sim 2, I traded him for just another schmuck and that was a wing guy who got two minutes a game. So you don't know what JSB is going to do. And I think he's going to lose a couple of random games just because of that. And I do think that the the Landros is top heavy. So he might early on while he's trying to figure it out, like he gave his schedule last night. He's got two games against me, three games against the Nuggets, a game against the Sonics, a game against the Thunder, a game against the Bucks. What's that, eight, seven games? Like for him to go four and three... Early on, while he's trying to figure out a lineup and, you know, what minutes are going to get played by who, I think it's just going to force him to struggle a little bit early on. I think come playoff time, he's a definite favorite and candidate with the lineup he has with Mason and Falwell, you know, Wall off the bench, and obviously the MVP candidate with, with Bryant. But I think that regular season, he's going to struggle a little bit as he figures out a lineup. Not even a lineup, just what K, uh J, JSB does with his lineup. So um yeah, I, I think they're very good. I just I think that regular season and, and postseason are way different. Coming in at the four or five seed, I have two teams tied at 54, so we'll talk about them first. Uh it, the Pacers, you know, they went out, they made they moved initially they moved DPJ. Or Pete for DPJ basically was the trade. And then the second trade was getting weebs from the Warriors as well for Ballards. Um, Both really good moves. You know, Okongo is going to love the extra pass from DPJ. There's not many guys in the league who like DPJ more than me. Um, but I think it's going to come down to how well Ferenz shoots with weebs and, and DPJ's extra passing in the lineup. Um, Jerson's still really good defensively um, To go along with Peters he's He has a lot he can do with his lineup I don't know if Jerson is shooting guard, small forward Or small forward power forward Or small forward el- only um, I think that makes a big difference But outside of that, there's not a whole lot to hate Now, his backups aren't all that good And I think um, he's got Kowaltha Who's good I think he's gonna to struggle to score overall um, if Ferenz can't shoot efficiently. And that's yet to be seen with the two added passing, the two guys who he added who can pass. So I have him at 54. He's gonna to have to tinker with the lineup a little bit, tinker with settings. Um, adding a bunch of new guys is always tough. Um, you know, you could see what they did last year, but a congo is different than what the Warriors are running out there. So you don't know how it's going to affect Weebs or or how it's going to affect friends. So for that and tinkering, and you know he's always down for a trade, whether it's good or bad. So I always just put him a little lower than what I probably would, just because you never know what he's going to do with this team. So I have him at 54. He won 48 last year. I have him at, sitting there at the four seed. I just don't think he's as well-rounded as a, the, the three teams above him. Um at least when it comes to, to regular season play. Um coming in at the four or five seed, I have the Bucks. They won sixty four games last year. I have them at fifty four as well. Um, I think that the big thing with the Bucks, obviously the loss of logins, but he tinkers with this lineup as much as anyone. I said it before, outside of of Ricky, I talk to Bubbles the most. KVBL stuff, at least. And I know how much he changes stuff. We talk all the time about how much changing, like, one OI can actually, like, really affect your offense and all this stuff. I think he's fine. Um, he kept Chambers. Carlson's still really, really good. He does everything. You just wish he didn't shoot as much. Um, but Willers at 64-55, 54-81 free throw, like... I think that was something that I undervalued with Willis was how high his FTA was. Um, I was definitely in in Wayne's ear about moving him. Now, did he move him for less than he probably should have? Probably, not that more isn't good, and we'll we'll get to him later. But I think that it's gonna take him some time to tinker. Oh, I hadn't updated. 65-54, 54, 54 80 for Willers. Um, it's going to take him some time to, to tinker with his lineup to figure out what he wants. And for that, plus the loss of logins. I just have him down 10 wins. I just think that teams have surpassed him a little bit. Not saying that he won't get there come playoff time. Um, I know he really likes Sim Simic. Um, so I assume he'll, he'll be the one that gets a start at center. And uh, with that... I just think that he he's going to have to make a trade at some point to find another piece. But Willers, Carlson, Chambers, Haynes, Simic is still really good. Um, really solid defensively everywhere, but Simic. And, you know, he's got this guy Trevor Smith. I don't, I don't even know who he is. He's got assists and can score a little bit off the bench. So I assume that, you know, Willers slides down and, you know, he can, he can make this happen. Plus, he's got Pescador, who he's always loved. So, I think he'll he'll make a move, and, you know, I know Chambers is available. I don't know which way he wants to go. I assume he can reset a little bit, but I assume he's going to want to give it one more run and trade Chambers this offseason, would be my guess. And I think Chambers gets a little bit more valuable as he get, drops years off that contract. Even though I... I personally would trade for him now if I could figure out a package that would work that would benefit both me and him. I doubt it's going to happen, but I think that as years come off that contract, he becomes more and more attractive to other teams. That's something I've talked about in in the past, too. I think that the 76ers with Bapple, I think after this year, he becomes a much more tradable asset because you're not committing to that player for as long. Um. You know, with like the really good guys, like I got Jericho. I still have four years of Jericho. I would not have given up Brown if it was a year. It differs depending on the situation, but like Bapple, I think becomes more of an of a want to, of a want the last years he has on his contract. All right. So that was the four five seed. All right, six. It just kind of – Landros is very top-heavy. Like, those five teams are good. And then I think there's a tier break. And I think we go into this tier of two teams that have no clue what they're no, – three teams that are just kind of stuck and one team up and coming. So the team I have sliding in at six is the Celtics. Um, exactly what I said about the Cameron trade kind of happened. Um, He gave up Prader. And he gave up Miranda, who averaged fifty or twenty on good percents last year. For Cameron, who's expiring this year, let's see. Cameron's expiring this year, and he took a dip last year as far as, you know, not necessarily his numbers, but he averaged less because he's playing with Floyd Anthony. I think that this was a. A gross misstep. And on, on top of it, he, tra- he then traded his 55 and Milo Hughes for Boudreaux. And I think Milo Hughes is a better fit with Cameron. Gives you a defensive guy next to him, rebounding, won't take shots away. Like, it just made no sense. I think he gave up the better fit and a first. So if Cameron and or Doss walk this year, I think he's giving up a lot of to the Raptors next year. Because, as we're going to see, there's teams starting to climb. Like, I know we joke about the Grizzlies. But there's only so long that the young kids could lose. You know, we have the Rockets. I think the Raptors would be better if he lost, if if uh, Doss or Cameron left, or both. Uh, obviously, if both left, I think he's way in the tank. Um, you know, so would it be a lotto? Maybe not, but it, he would definitely be an eight seed in teetering. Like, I i this is this was my issue with the whole Cameron trade He made this all in push and did nothing around it, so he won forty four games last year and I have him winning forty three this year like there's just no and i I get the you know wanting to compete and i I listen to goulet talk about it and you know I respect a lot of what goulet says because he is right like it is nice to see guys that just want to try but have a better plan in place than just trading the number nine pick who ended up being a twenty point scorer and Prodder, who was the number one pick, you know, who, what did he do last year for for the Raptors? He went 15 and 12 with two blocks on 45%. Like, not great, but you're going to tell me at 22, him and Miranda isn't more, val- him, Miranda, and he gave up McCray, I think, in the deal, who, I don't know if he's small forward, powerful, I don't know his positions, but he's 94 60. I think he's, Power forward, small forward, center. Or no, power forward, small forward, shooting guard. And he's got 94-63 rebounding and seven seven eight seven defense with 57 block. Like, that is just, like, it's mind-boggling to me that he gave up three players for Cameron, then moved who might be a better fit next to Cameron, and a first for Boudreaux, who's just going to take shots away from Cameron. Like, there was it just, to me, there was no logic, and now he's screwed because now he has no pick next year. He has no tradable assets. Like how much is he really going to get for Cameron? I don't know. Could he get a first? Probably. Like I know I'm sure teams would pay a first for him. Like I would give Veritas in my first. But that's my first this year it should be nothing. So realistically he's getting nothing out of it. Um so yeah, I haven't met 43 wins. I think Cameron's good enough to do that. I mean, he's looking at a nice first-round exit, and that'll be two years of that, and then he's got to worry about UFA if Cameron doesn't resign. So just a really bad misstep, but it is what it is. I do applaud him trying to try. I just think that he could have gotten so much more for the package had he actually put that out there instead of offering it for Cameron. All right, so coming in at 7, we're going to have Wayne making his playoff debut. Um, I've met 40 wins. They had 32 last year. His guys just keep taking a step and they finally got the defensive piece they need at center. Tigalar looks like a guy who I personally think could be a star and relatively quickly. Um a lot of volume early on. Solid rebounder, but he's got sixty-six steal and forty-five block and six five six eight defense for I think he's power forward center. I assume he's starting at, at center for them. Um but this team is, you know, has a lot of good pieces, but no one great. And this could be the great piece that puts them over the top. Um, curious to see what what the team ends up looking like with the new addition. But with how weak the bottom of Landros is, I think we can firmly pencil the Rockets into the playoffs. And just some of that will be a pain because they can score from multiple positions come playoff time. Um. Coming in at, at the eight nine, I have two teams. I have the Raptors and the Lakers both at thirty-six wins. Um I don't know what the Lakers are doing. I don't like I don't even know if he cares, to be honest with you. Um you know, he's got that point guard, Jackson, who's good. He signed Saxella to that absolutely atrocious contract, and he, he's gonna be stuck with that. Um but he's wasting Jackson. And Steckley. I, I mean, it is what it is. He's going to be rebuilding soon enough. Um, And, yeah, that's about it. He doesn't, he he tendered obede. So maybe he extends him and then he has something. But if he doesn't, then it is what it is. I just don't know what his thought process or want is in this league. But Steckley should be, like, a top. Rated guy to go with Jax. They both play power forward, small forward. These rate Like, Jax might be a top five guy in this league, and this team's going to win 35 games. Steckley might be a top 20 guy in this league. So you have two top 20, 25-ish guys to go with a strong point guard. Saxella fits in at shooting guard, and then a solid center, and you're going to win 36 games. It just... It's such a waste. Ugh. The other 36-win team, I think they're just – they need to sell. They won 38 last year. I have the Raptors at 36. Um, Part of the problem with trading Cameron for, like, actual usable assets at the time with Miranda, McCray, and Prada is he's going to win games. It's not like he's getting future assets that he can lose now and then use the future assets. He already has them. So they're winning him games. Like I said, Miranda shot, like, 44% from the field, 37% from three, averaged 20 points. Prader was 15-12 and 12 on 45. And then you got McCray, who just is a solid contributor. He, he pairs that with, with Hughes. Um, he's got Haitian, so like Haitian should shoot them out of games. And he has very little steals on the roster and very little passing. So he has issues. I think the Lakers are better. I just don't know if he cares. I don't know what – I also have no clue what <clears throat> he's going to do with Huerta's. Huertas is the key I think I said this last year I just, I'll say it again the longer he holds him the less value he has because he's the guy that people will want in a longer deal with that said who knows if he does move him but if he's going to move him moving him now would would benefit them greatly because it would knock them out of the playoffs and he would actually get something alright so we did the Rockets the Raptors the Lakers alright uh, I have the Bulls at at thirty wins. I think they were ready. they were twenty seven wins last year. Kaba missed a bunch of games. <laughs> I just think that at some point before the before the trade deadline, KJ is just going to take any random first and some salary for Kaba, and someone's going to want his scoring. So I think, like KJ said in the chat last night, that once he loses Kaba, if he loses Kaba, he's going to be bad, and I agree. I just don't think it's going to be right away, so I think he's going to win some games early on. There's not much else to talk about. He forfeits his pick this year. So, um, again, the, the lotto gets, you know, if he slides lands at one, then everybody else slides down, you know. Um, it didn't really benefit last year. I think it was the 10th pick. So, you know, hopefully for anybody in the in the lotto, that's not the case this year. Not much to talk about, but again, he got a title, so it is—it's all worth it, in my opinion. Um, Lions—they won 24 games last year. I have them at 28 games this year. Um, guys is still decent. I think Wheeler's really good. Um, he looks like a mini towels. Like I would—I wish I had done this before, but I wish I had looked up what towels look like on draft day. I would guess that it was eerily similar. Three positions. I think towels was shooting guard, small forward, power forward. If I'm not mistaken, Wheeler's power, point guard, shooting guard, small forward. So a little bit different there, but similar ratings. Um, pairing him with McFarland, who he might or might not be looking to move. Um, we'll see. He's on a very team friendly contract for five more years. So like he could get, extract a ton of value on him. But he only has four guys signed after this year. He's got Wheeler, McFarland, Sea lines and Giza. Um, And I don't think you're getting... Like, unless he took just expiring for Geisa, which I still don't think gets you a, a deal, um, he's going to be at 19, 22, 43, 44, 40, plus his first-round pick this year. So, you know, he should, he will have a max should have a max slot next year, which is scary to think about if he adds and is able to, you know, do all this stuff and add another top pick and then add a you know, a guy. Maybe he adds a Winters guy and then people give up two first. That's so you build rebuild quickly. Um wouldn't be shocked if I saw McFarlane traded at some point. He's twenty four years old and as good as he is I always have trouble building around a defensive guy first. Like I think that until you get your offensive guy and like, really start to figure out what you want, see what he progresses. you know, By the time Wheeler progresses to the time he's 23, 24, McFarland's going to be at the end of the contract. So, you know, Drizzy doesn't have to move him this year. He's still, like I said, five years. Um, but I don't think McFarland will be there when he starts to compete again. I think he'll use him for assets in the future. Um, I could be wrong, I just, the timeline doesn't match and knowing that Wheeler needs three or four good years of progressions, just, it doesn't match up. So, coming in, what was that? Eight, nine, so 10, 11. So, coming in at 12, I have the Grizz. They won 20 games last year, I have them at 23 this year. Um, Good good and bad with the Grizz. He's being um, patient. He's got Mitrovic. He drafted Goldwyn this year. Who else did he draft? He's got Vron, Vronovic. Who Vronov, Man, he ninety two steals, seven nine eight nine. What positions can that guy play? Um, he drafted, I think Gillett this year. I don't know who his what pick was Gillett. It's great podcasting. Pick eleven. So no, that wasn't his first round pick. Oh, Goldwyn was his first-round pick. Goldwyn um, looks fine. He's a little bit defensive guy that can score a little bit. Um, yeah, Hall of Fame-type potential, 23 years old. And then he had a Gillett four picks later. Um, Gillett's definitely more of a defensive guy, but 34 block, 36 steal, seven 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 defense. think he's small forward only. So kind of a weird player, but... You know he at least has pieces now to like he's going to start winning a few games. He signed Stillett to a nice contract, I think. Was it Stillett's contract? I like, yeah, six six a year for five years. But then he signed Zapstein for ten a year for five years. They talked about it on the pod yesterday. Zapstein has like one job or one thing he does. He scores. Um, six six eight five defense is fine. It's just. You know, he doesn't do much else. So, I think it was a gross overpay. I think Andre said that he he offered, like, 6 mil or 7 mil a year. So, an overpay. I don't think Andre's gonna, missing out. Like, this isn't a guy that's going to turn your franchise around. He's already 26. So, I think that um, all room will be stuck with him. But, yeah, I don't see him winning too much because I just don't think he has a ton of volume scoring on his team outside of... Uh, zap scene, actually. And that brings us to the last place team in in Landros for me. I have the 76ers at 17 wins, and that might be high. You know, it all comes down to when he trades Rivera and Centuro and Kenyon Bell. You know, he's got a lot of older guys that, like, you know, say someone makes a trade and they end up having a hole at shooting guard. Rivera's going to slide right in. Maybe somebody ends up needing a backup point guard you know Santoro. So his team is going to be very fluid. He only has really rostered that he should care about I would presume is Surter and then Bapple. Um I said I did a a mock draft and I had him taking the 18-year-old just because of how long of a rebuild this is going to be. Not that the center is not good. He's 20. I just don't. I think it's hard to build around a passing center, but he said he's looking forward to it because you can kind of add just shooters and and worry about other stuff. You can always find scorers. Like, I think Rivera will be fine with the passing center. So, you can always find scorers. It's just not the route I would have taken, but I'm not by any means bashing him. I just think that it's an interesting approach to rebuild with the passing center first and center only, which means that you can't look at any other center only guys. All right, that concludes Landros. So, top to bottom, I have Cavs, Nuggets, Hornets, Pacers, Bucks, Celtics, Rockets, Raptors in the playoffs. Out the uh, what? No, oh, the cats are hissing at each other. Sorry, guys. Um, out of the playoffs, I have Lakers, Bulls, Lions, Grizz, 76ers. Those five I'm um, those five teams all have their pick just make sure that the Raptors have their pick this year. I'm almost positive they do. Yeah, they do. So everybody has their pick. The Bulls pick will be forfeited. Um, so, you know, nobody handing out a lotto there. Um, all right, top to bottom. We're going Maynard now. Um, this team won 54 games last year. I have them winning 63 this year. Um, I think they had a massive upgrade with, with Dreer from Jack. Oh, did you hear the cat? Hey. Hey, come here. It's okay. So I think him going from Jack to Drayer, as as good as Jack is, I think that he ended up making his team so offensive that it's going to be hard to stop them. Um, He added Brunson in the offseason, so going Brunson, Tesco's Roar, George, and Dreher is a formidable starting five. I mean, that's two 25-point scorers, and then Dreher, who's 23. Like, that's insane. George still gives you 18, plus whoever he's bringing off the bench. Plus, he added Elliott as like a do-it-all backup, which when he won his title the first time, um, he had the... Uh, Moeller, like, his his only backup. So kind of the same situation. I mean, Moeller was way better than Elliott is now. But he also has Masters, who has 95 assists. Um, off the bench. So, and Holland, who has 75 steal off the bench, who can still play, like, a solid small forward. So... There's a lot to like about this roster. I also think that Maynard overall is just a little bit weaker. So I think he's going to win some games on some of the bottom teams relatively easily with how much he can he can score um, and from so many different places. Um, all right, at the two seed, I have two teams tied. I have the Sonics at... And the Thunder, both at 60. Um, they did a trade. Sonics had 63 wins last year. Um, they got off of Watson. They, they moved to Simpson Duckworth. Now, me personally, I think that they won the trade overall. Um, I think Simpson is severely underrated with how much he does. Like, if you play him at small forward, which defensively it's not ideal, he's a mismatch because he has the 8 PO. He's got 89 DRB. Um, and he gets to the foul line, like sixty nine fifty two two ga fifty seven seventy three, free throw. It's just you know you have Duckworth Duckworth with him. You can flip flop Tanner and Simpson. I think that I I don't like their guards. Like I assume he's going to start Prowl at shooting guard with how much offense he has elsewhere, um, and get the little bit extra passing. I don't Hudson maybe at the I would assu- I would assume he's going like Hudson Prawl, Tanner Simpson Duckworth something like that. Um, he's got Bjornson too, so he can do a bunch of different things. I think he's gonna lose some random games when Tanner just shoots them out of games, um, or Simpson. So, I think that they're probably the biggest threat for me to to claim the one seed. Um, and I'll get to reasons that, not that I doubt the Thunder, but I think the Thunder are going to struggle in random games, but yeah, he's got Bamazzi who can score. I'm just not a big fan of his, you know, he's never really shot to any sort of ratings. Like he he had the one year with the 76ers he shot well, but 43% on that much volume, um, it's just it's a lot to take away from his other two scorers. So I'm curious. I'm a big Simpson fan, always have been. I think he's vastly underrated around the league. And then Duckworth is a solid two way center. So I think he he made out in that deal and I think it, it's gonna I don't understand, I think you. Oh, that was my watch. I think he's gonna lose a few games that you know he might have won last year just because Watson is better than Simpson, but I think the two parts are better than the whole of of Watson. Um, so I have him at sixty wins, which is not that much of a drop. As he tries to figure out a lineup, too, I think that that gets people miss that when teams make big trades. If they don't slide right in like Jericho is for me, he's literally taking over Brown. Like, Sonics have had Watson for three years at small forward. Is he going to play Tanner at small forward? Is he going to play Simpson at small forward? Is he going to try different Sims with them? Is he going to try Duckworth starting at power forward and bring one of them off the bring Tanner off the bench and start Bjornson? Is he going to start? You know he can do a bunch of different things, and it's just going to lead to some more losses while he tries things. And I think that that goes way over overlooked as teams. You know, you look at win loss, and you're like, well, this team should win 64. Yeah, but they don't care. I, it's all about being ready for the playoffs and trying different lineups should, you know, take precedent. All right, so the next team is the Thunder. I think there's, in both conferences, I think there's three teams that are above each. Obviously, uh, Nuggets, Cavs, Hornets, then Blazers, Sonics, and the Thunder. Um, Not saying that teams can't make the leap, but just it's what I see. The Thunder trade for Watson and then land Logins. Um, I've, I said it in the chat. I, I figured Koumba would be starting. Drayton, I've always really liked. I've been after him. You can never find something that would piece together. I said it in the chat last night. Brant signing for the minimum is huge for them. They need scoring. If you put any sort of lineup out there, Logan, Sorath, Watson, Koumba, Drayton, like Koumba's fine, but Koumba. Did I say that wrong? But he's never really gotten minutes. You know, he shot 37% his first couple of years. He shot 45 last year, but we're talking no minutes, like 8 minutes a game. Hey. So, on 8 minutes a game, so we're going to see he just he literally just said in the chat that he is starting Koamba. Um With that said, I'm sorry, my cats are hissing at each other. Come on, come here. Come on. Book. hey. There you go, stay up there. Freaking assholes. So, with Kowamba at shooting guard, Drayton at point guard, like he's gonna get points on them, I think Brant's going to be necessary for them to score a lot. Like Watson can score 40, um, but Loggins doesn't score nearly enough. Sorath doesn't score. Um, So Brant's points will matter. I actually could make the argument that Sorat should be coming off the bench and that his lineup should be Drayton, Kowamba, Watson, Loggins, Brant. But we'll see what he does. Um, It's also hard for me to, Give him an issue um, because he always seems to make things work. I was not on the train that he would make the finals last year um, that was hell of a run props to him and then he you know he he makes the move and he flips Simpson for for uh Simpson and Duckworth for watson and and you know he gets lucky enough to add logins this year so we'll see i I think he's gonna struggle to score unless Brant is. You know, Brandt might put them over the top. But this is one of the three teams I think can come out of the, the, the Maynard. All right. <clears throat> now, the four seed. And this is – it really is crazy. I think it drops significantly from the top three. Uh, you have the Wolves. now. You, they had 52 wins last year. I have them at 54. Nothing crazy. He just has a bunch of guys. Like, Lander's taking the leap. He's got Miner still playing point. I feel like Miner's been in the league forever, but he's only twenty nine. Uh, Kosri's good. He signed. Is this the new? Hold on. Yeah, signed Garcia. He's got Colson Baker, who's like a, I think he's three positions. He's just got like a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. Like Glovassil is decent with his defense and the steals. Um, I'm curious you know what kind of lineup he runs out. Rothschild's still really good. He's young, he's 22. Um I just don't think there's a move to be made yet. I think it's just let your guys progress and and see what comes of them. Um So for that, but his team's good enough and and solid enough one that I think they're the four seed and I don't know that it's going to be close. I just I think that the next team, the Clippers, losing Dolan trading Fair Frey, whatever his name is, for Jack just completely diminishes them. So they had 60, the Clippers had 63 wins last year, and you know, all those different pieces moving. I have them at at 51 this year. Um, I mean, Hobbs is going to be leaned on a lot to score. Mazone's still really good. Um, Cassidy is strong. He said he's going to start Spears in and and see how many points he scores, which is cool. I mean, guy has some offense. He doesn't play defense. So uh, we'll see what he ends up being. I think he's going to need to make a few moves. I also think that he can trade out of this team. So for that reason, I moved him to 51 wins, which Maynard, the bottom is like no one's like super bad. Even, like, the Jazz, I think, could push for the playoffs if they played their best lineup, which we'll get to them in a minute. I don't have any problem with tanking. But the Clippers themselves, I think that they're at 51 wins, and I think, you know, unless they could trade out and, you know, fall to the 8th seed. So, all right, on to, that was 4 or 5, on to six. I really need to number them. I just kind of list them, and then I have no clue what the numbers are. I have the Hawks. They won fifty four last year. Their big thing. They traded Jericho for Andre Brown. Uh, with me, I still have them at at forty five wins, assuming that he he keeps the same lineup. Um, that's about what I see the bit the drop in production for points and defense overall. Um, they struggled. They were weird. They lost like five games at home and. We're eighteen and twenty-three on the road last year. So I don't know what factors that is, but trading your best player for someone not as good can't help that. So I just I think they're better than some of the other teams. I know he's trying to move a bunch of pieces. I don't know if he'll get anything that he wants, so he might just run it back without his pick. So I think he ends up as like the six seven seed. I have him at six at forty five wins. Not much to talk about as we know. My love for Evans. Let's see. Oh, shit, what I do? All right. At seven seed, we have a newcomer to the playoffs. Long time. Um, the Kings. Uh, it was discussed on the pod yesterday. I like the the point guard signing for them. He used to me to add some passing. You know, his sixty-one forty-two GA is not something I would like at point guard, but you live and learn. He's got a... Future um, scoring scoring leader in grunge. He's twenty two, and I think he averaged like twenty five last year. He drafted Gelman, I believe, who is just extremely well rounded. Can rebound, passes a little, few steals, can block. I think he plays shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and he's just well rounded on defense, on offense, and defense. Seven five five six six five six seven um, to go with Corbin Williams, who averaged seventeen a game last year. and Then they. He's starting Slivka. Um, I went through whoever had done DC's, and kind of got the gist of it. Um, he's starting Slivka, but that gives him steals and defense out of power forward. But Gelman helps them with the rebounding. Corbin Williams is a really good rebounder. That's going to be out at power at center. So, you know. Slivka is a really weak rebounder, but he he does a lot of other stuff. So curious to see how this lineup overall plays out for them. I have them at forty wins, which is up from thirty four. All right, and then the seven, the eight seed, another newcomer, the Nets. I have them making a, a massive leap, which might be a little overstated, but I have them going from twenty to thirty seven wins. Um. The Conway signing is a little questionable, but again, for the I think he signed him for the MLE. It's not awful. I think that his overall starting lineup is extremely solid. Velvax is a star. Tremendo's really good. Um, I'm not a big Aldwell fan, but he f- fits a role as shooting guard for them. Um, yeah, I think that there's just not a lot to like about a lot of the other teams in the the conference, so I have them taking a bigger jump than probably they will, but it is what it is. Um, I'll I'll have them slide it in at the eight seed at 37 wins, um, as his team kind of takes a uh, t- kind of takes a step. All right, <coughs> coming in at nine, I have the Suns. Um. He's got Cage still, which is probably good for like thirty of their thirty-five wins. He has nothing else. He he got Tyler Lawrence, who's the eighteen-year-old, which is kind of a lucky get at that age. Um, he doesn't have anything else. Like he's got, I, I don't know, I. But he refuses to trade Cage, so it is what it is. Cage will die there. He's got two seasons left. He's got no one rostered after the season. Just really is pathetic to watch. Um. Him just suck players. It players get drafted and then just get stuck there because he he don't he won't trade them. Like I know some of the bigger trade. Like I know a trade he turned down that is just unbelievable last year. And no, I'm not talking about from me. So is what it is. Um, but yeah, Cage is good for a bunch of wins, and that's about that. There's not much to talk about. Um, at ten, I have the Warriors going from forty nine to thirty. You know, he's traded his whole team. Pete and Ballards are good, but he doesn't really have a point guard. Obst is okay. Barber can score, but he doesn't do much else. Like they're 30's probably a little low. They're probably closer to like thirty-five, and maybe they, they push towards the playoffs, the eight seed. I know they don't have their pick. Um but I also assume that L J J and Barber could be and will be traded at some point. So, knowing he doesn't have his pick, and then I think he has to give up a pick because he was hard cap for two seasons, you know, he's got to be looking to to trade anything for any young piece just to have something to, to try to rebuild with. Um, you know, I talk to him a lot, and I just think that there is, you know, there's not much he can do, you know, Pete and Ballard's... Hopefully, win you some games, but I think he's giving a lotto pick to the Knicks. Um, coming in at what's that? The Eleven. I have the Heat. Um, you know he's got Griffith. He's got the defensive guy. I won't even pretend to say he drafted Chapman, who he like loved the write up, and that's fine. Um, and he's got Kubowick who's really good, sixty sixty two on offense. You know. Decent enough rebounder. He does block a little, but his D1 through 9s need a lot of work. But outside of that, he's a good player. You know, he's rebuilding. He signed Wallowitz to well, – well, I don't know. I, I'm i not like Andre. I can't do names. So Andrews, Wozaki, like he's got those two that can move. Uh, we know that he'll keep pushing them, and he'll tell everybody, you know, that they need the guys we will see where they end up. I they won't be rostered next year for or at the end of this year for the heat. That's for sure. Um At 23 wins, we have the Knicks, you know, just kind of they drafted Matrix. They got I think they got Happley. Is that who they drafted? Yeah, Happley. They got the last year, the last oh god, the, the last 3 years of Soto, the last year of Smalls. Um, Timkins on MLE I think that You know They could have trouble Moving a bunch of these guys They got Tracy though Which is nice Like I I'm a um, You know Timkins was on my title team I just I don't know what You're not getting anything But an expiring Like no one's giving a first For that You know In my opinion He would have been better off Offering three for three years Like that might get a first But MLE contract as he's regressing at 33, I just don't see it. But we'll see. Um, happily looks fun. So he's got a lot to to like. Bierhoff is is decent. But nothing, you know, nothing anytime soon for the Knicks. Uh, last I have the Jazz, and I was talking to X last night. If the Jazz went with a lineup of Heredia, Pendergast, Dolan, Hernandez, Hammers... I think they make the playoffs. With that said, he wants to try Dorf at point guard because of the 9PO. You kind of already know what Pendergast is. He's going to be a guy that shoots, but he's a defender. Um, Heredia you're going to want to see at point guard and shooting guard. Um, So, yeah, I I personally could care less. If you don't want to play any lineup that helps you win, I don't care if he sat Dolan for five years. That would never bother me. Makes everybody else fucking go nuts. I could give two fucks. So I'm not bashing for him playing a different kind of lineup. I know he wants to see shit. Could care less. Fucking do it. Sit Dolan. It doesn't matter to me. Think about the Dolan contract. If that was a 16 mil max, I think he's way more tradable. But the last couple of years in that Dolan contract, like 23, 24.5, 26, are scary. Um they take up a lot of cap for a guy who all he has to do is lose a, a PO or lose, you know, some volume. And all of a sudden, he's just not that good. He doesn't get enough steals for me, personally, for, for a guy like him. So, you know, I said I don't even know if I would trade for him if it was a 16 mil contract, and, and that why is still true in my mind. But I at least think he'd be way more tradable. But he's got a lot of young pieces, Pendergast, Dorferedia, all all um, to match with Danny Hernandez. So he's he's building a little um, young team, and I, I think he could push to playoffs with the right lineup. Again, I have no fault if he wants to try shit and make sure that he doesn't win. So with that, uh, that concludes the 2053-2054 Look ahead, predictions. Um, but the Maynard, I have Blazers, Sonics, Thunder, Wolves, Clippers, Hawks, Kings, Nets. Then I have Suns, Warriors, Heat, Knicks, Jazz. Um, yeah, I think we're in for an interesting season. There's no, like, super team, So I think that, you know, any combination of, like, seven teams can win the finals. Thunder, Sonics, Blazers, Cavs, Nuggets, Hornets, Pacers would be the seven teams I think could win this year. So with that said, um, everybody good luck this year, and as always, uh, go fuck yourself, Crest.